0: Today in Canadian History for April 19th, I'm Mark Affeld. The battles of Lexington and Concord occurred on this day back in 1775, triggering the American Revolutionary War. Once the war began, the British saw a definite advantage in securing the help of America's slaves. See, at the time, African-originating slaves made up approximately 20% of the American population. So, in 1775, Lord Dunmore, the royal governor of Virginia, even went so far as to promise freedom to any slave who broke from his master and came north to fight for the British. About 300 slaves immediately accepted Lord Dunmore's offer. By 1779, estimates put the number of escaped slaves who had made the break for the British forces near 100,000. To learn more about the Black Loyalists, as they have come to be known, I spoke with Beverly Cox of the Black Loyalist Heritage Society, located in Shelburne, Nova Scotia. Now, following the war, Birchtown, Nova Scotia became the, the largest settlement of, of free blacks outside of Africa, correct? Yes, yep,
1: 1783 as a result of Birchtown being, which is located about, I would say, five miles uh, west of Shelburne and named after Colonel Birch, uh, that uh, area was provided for the black loyalists, and that's where the black settlement was, and it became the largest free black settlement outside of Africa.
0: Not only did the Canadian, or at the time, British government, promise freedom to the escaped slaves, the men were also promised land. However, for the most part, the government did not honour its promise of land to the men who settled in Nova Scotia. And, as Beverly Cox explains, the men who did receive land did not always receive the most desirable land.
1: And along with the the granting of land, um, the black loyalists were on the bottom of the list for receiving land. And um, so they – and then those who did receive land uh, would receive land that would have been miles away from where they had settled because they were – everybody had pretty well settled in Birchtown and may have received land that were – that might have been, for instance, uh, 10 miles west. So in order to uh, keep the land that you were granted, you had to maintain it. So here these people were living in Birchtown having to travel to Shelburne by foot every day to work and then travel back to Birchtown and possibly 10 miles further uh, through the woods to go to a piece of land to try to clear it and maybe grow a garden or build a home or whatever. That was a long day. Well, most of them came from southern uh, or warmer climates, so they weren't, um, you know, used to uh, winter conditions. And um, their first winter here was basically um, a hole dug in the ground with uh, a wooden roof and, you know, a a fire pit. So a lot of people didn't survive that first winter. You know, they froze to death, starved to death, and it was pretty rough.
0: By 1791, the Sierra Leone Company began offering Blacks in Nova Scotia their own land and the chance to self-govern in West Africa. Approximately 1,200 of the settlers accepted the deal and boarded ships to cross the Atlantic.
1: actually what happened was um, Thomas Peters uh, was a Black loyalist and at the time he was living in in, uh, New Brunswick, but he actually had first came to and settled in Digby, which is part of Nova Scotia too. And he travelled to New Brunswick and after, you know, um, I think it was well um, eight, nine years, people were getting pretty uh fed up with um the British not falling through with their promises that they had made. So Thomas Peters had some backing and he had uh two or three petitions that he he took to him to the UK and Met with people like Thomas Clarkson and and, uh, Wilberforce, different abolitionists, and had an opportunity to talk to the British Parliament and explain the conditions of of the blacks in in Nova Scotia. And so as a result of that, the British were at the time looking to colonize Sierra Leone. So they came up with this plan that they would uh, send um, Clarkson's brother, John, to Nova Scotia to talk to the black loyalists and uh, give them the opportunity to uh, relocate uh, in Sierra Leone.
0: Today is a day full of Canadian history. The Canadian government banned the potlatch ceremony of B.C.'s Aboriginal people on this day back in 1884. Tom Longboat won the Boston Marathon on this day back in 1907. And as always, we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History.
1: Today in Canadian History is produced by CGSW 90.9 FM. The executive producers are Joe Brima and Mark Affeld. Original music is produced by The Fisk, Fletcher, and May Trio. Our series is not meant to be a definitive source on our past. Instead, we hope that it sparks a desire to learn more about our unique history. For more information on the series or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cjsw.com slash today in Canadian history.
0: Did you know that throughout the American Revolution, American privateers performed numerous raids on different towns located in Nova Scotia?